Welcome to this episode of our Loris College Athletics Hall of Fame Celebration Podcast, a new series honoring the class of 2020 in lieu of the in-person celebration scheduled for homecoming this year. I'm Emily Adelfinger, Director of Athletic Communications at Loris and your host for today's episode. Today, I am here with Kyle White, a 2008 graduate of Loris and former standout men's basketball player for the Dewhawks, who is one of five individuals honored as the Loris College Athletics Hall of Fame Class of 2020. so much for taking the time to sit down with me and chat about your Lord's experience and of course congratulations on your induction to the Hall of Fame. Thanks for having me Emily. Um, it's very humbling to be selected in the Hall of Fame so uh, I'm excited. Unfortunately we can't go to campus. I can't take my family there to celebrate but um, I was excited to get the opportunity to talk with you uh, and share some of my experiences. Of course I don't think I make it here today without the help of my family, coaches, teammates, and some of my friends that um, are still pretty close to me that I made at Loris. So it was, it was a fun time. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to hear about your Loris experience. Um, and to start, just for anyone who might not know you, I'm going to share some of your stats with our listeners because your resume is quite impressive. Uh, hence why you're going into the Hall of Fame. So you were a four-year starter for the men's basketball team, and you rank among the top 10 for career block shots, points, rebounds, and you also helped lead the Dewhawks to two IO Intercollegiate Athletic Conference championships. For those of you now, that's the American Rivers Conference. While you were on the team, the team also went to the NCAA Division III tournament. You were the first Dewhawk to earn the conference most valuable player honor, and you are a two-time All-American as a junior and senior. So I'm sure I'm missing something in all of that. You can definitely fill in whatever I miss, but talk to me a little bit about what it was like being a part of the men's basketball team and being a student athlete at Loris. Well, um, I guess we could start from the beginning. I remember the first time Coach Walthall came and visited me at my parents' house. Um, I had missed three quarters of my senior year of high school, so it was kind of a big deal to get a coach to come to the, the house and talk to me. Uh, he had seen me play at a couple tournaments with AAU. Um, he was a cool dude, and I was like, I want to go visit campus. Uh, I only visited two, two spots. Platteville um, and Loris, and I had, I had the best time at Loris. It felt right away like somewhere I should, I think I could spend the next four years. Um, mixing college with basketball was kind of a learning curve in the beginning for me. I didn't have the, the playing time I wanted right away. Um, I, had, I got some homesick halfway through freshman year. I contemplated even transferring. I remember talking to Coach Gordon about this. Uh, ultimately, I stuck it out because you know they wanted me there for a reason. They they thought I could produce as a freshman, and then um, I ended up making my way onto the court more and more. Uh, I remember, I think my I have two games that I remember freshman year pretty pretty vividly. Uh, the first being we were at a tournament in California. Um, and I got my first big playing time. I played most of the game, got a double-double. Uh, it also happened to be, uh, we played a team that they ran like a Cornell offense, a Grinnell offense. Um, so you'd score like 150 points a game, which was really absurd coming 
from where I used to play basketball. They shot threes every time down the court. It was kind of wild. Uh, but I got a double-double. Uh, it was great bonding with the team. It was kind of the first, uh, you know, a big confidence booster for me. Um, and then the second big game I remember freshman year was against UD. Those are always huge games. They had this really dark sort of old court, not as old as ours at the time, um, but it was very sort of high school like gym. Uh, and I remember me and then UD had a starter as a freshman too, Doherty. Um, the crowds were chanting, that's our freshman, when all of us were scoring back and forth. So him and I kept scoring back and forth. And it was like probably my best game as a freshman. It was, it was pretty fun here in the crowd because those games get rowdy. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned uh, the dark gym, which is the field house, still standing today on campus. Um, very fond of that building, as that's where my office is. But talk to me a little bit, because I've never experienced a game in the field house, and I don't know how many of our listeners have either. What is that like? I've heard that it was an incredible experience. Um, talk to me about what it was like to play in the field house. It was wild. Like, if you were at the corner of the court shooting, like, a three, um, you got the feeling one that you were going to hit the track above you when when you had taken a jump shot. You was on top of you. Uh, the place got rowdy. It was definitely one of the coolest places I've ever played in. Um, and I was fortunate enough we got to play there what three of my years. Awesome! No, that's absolutely incredible. So you talked about your freshman year, um, and you said that you kind of started to have uh, a little bit of your breakout experience, I guess you could say. Now, as the years went on, because as we know, junior and senior year, everything culminates into, you know, being All-American um, and going to the national tournament. So how did the rest of your kind of progress from there? And, you know, you also mentioned that you wanted to transfer. What made you stay? So I guess kind of a super loaded question. I guess you can unpack that however you want. But, uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about how your career then continued. Well, I played for Chad Walthall. He was the head coach for uh, the first two years and then Greg Gorton the last two years, but Greg was there for my whole time. Um, and he was the dude you'd go talk to. Like Chad was the hard guy. Coach G was the, was the cool guy to go talk to. And uh, he always had his door open, which was great. And I remember just going in there telling him, Hey, man, I really think I don't need basketball. Like I really think I could go to a different school with more friends that I, that I went to high school with. And, you know, he didn't push me in either direction. But I think he did something that just, you know, practices got more fun. Like, I was, I think ultimately he's like, before you make a decision, I want to see you, you do a hunt. I want to see it all. So when I got on the court, you know, I gave it my all. Practices went, seemed to be getting better. Uh, I got in better shape. <laughs> uh, but the duo between those two, Chad, Coach, Coach Chad Walthaw and Coach Greg Gordon, uh, they were great for player development. Uh, they'd motivate you, you, they'd understand you, and they were really fun to play with. So, you know, I took baby steps freshman and sophomore year. Um, sophomore year, I think, was actually the first year I actually had a dunk in a basketball game, which was kind of a, a fun little joke between me and the friends it was actually a year or two we had a huge blizzard and we built a uh, we built like a 12-man igloo in the old soccer field down the hill from from Beckman uh, that was that was a good good memory um, 
but then junior and senior year things got serious for me the competition was was fun things were clicking our team was great uh you know that's the thing the competition and the camaraderie you build with these dudes that you're practicing with every day uh, it's it's really something probably that i miss the most absolutely now what was it like i mean obviously that camaraderie is going to make it really special when you accomplish things such as conference championships and of course an nca appearance what was it like going to the nca tournament and um we'll back up a little bit that game where you guys know you're going to the nca tournament there's always that one game where you know okay this is it we're going what was that game like i'm sure you probably remember it yeah junior, junior year um i believe it was against bv we got to cut down the nets at home because we knew since we won the conference tournament we'd probably get an at-large bid um, into the, the ncaa tournament uh, that game was that game was special i had never you know climbed the ladder and cut the net down um it was the last home game that we were going to play in the field house um and then you know ultimately is the one that would get us to the tournament we didn't have the best experience, our first tournament appearance. Um, you know, I didn't, per se, I fouled out. I remember I was super bummed about my performance. Um, we we also lost by some guy at like a 36 footer. So that doesn't happen all the time, but we got knocked out that first year. Um, that was a sour taste, because I think that year too, we, we like set the record for wins in a year, like we had, we thought we could make a deep run. So obviously you have those memories of going to the national tournament and playing in it. Um, just recently in 2019, the men's team returned to the national tournament and they advanced to the Sweet 16. As an alum of the program, that has to make you so proud and excited to see that. What is that like for you to look back at your program um, and see what they're accomplishing? I actually went to that game, I think it was at, um, North Central or God, it was somewhere in Illinois. That's my um, I was also well, really, in the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I went with um, one of my friends from college that we still keep in touch with, uh, met down there. But um, yeah, it was great to see the that that group of guys those four years. They had a heck of a run, just similar to like our run. They they won a lot of games, um, especially later on in their careers. Um, I was bummed to see them lose, but I was very proud of the program um, to get back to the tournament. You know, hopefully this can propel a couple other good recruiting seasons, you know, and we'll eventually be going to the tournament all the time. That'd be the goal. Right. And I guess you mentioned, you know, in the future right now, the future's a little uncertain for especially winter sports i mean right now they're expecting to be playing after january um but it's definitely a difficult time to be a student athlete in college um you know talk to us a little bit about your student athlete experience and what made you want to continue playing the sport in college you had mentioned that you weren't sure if you were going to get to um so was there any were there any other sports that you played did you ever you know think maybe i'd go a different route or did you kind of always know you wanted to be a student athlete? I kind of always knew I wanted to be a student athlete. In high school, I played baseball. Um, I tried football for one year. At the time, I was five foot six, 
100 pounds. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I ended up growing a foot in high school and, and put on 100 pounds. So they, they tried to get me to come back out and play. But um, in college, I knew I wanted to play basketball. I think it was just a little bit of that adversity, adversity that um, made me question or a little hit to my confidence, you know, being away from home. All that combined made me question. But ultimately, basketball, I knew I wanted to be play as long as I could. Um, it also helps tremendously kind of to, to frame your day as a, as a freshman, you know, a young adult. If it wasn't for basketball, like taking up 10 months of my, of my time, who knows, like, what I would have got into. Uh, I mean, granted, I had fun, but it definitely helps young adults you know keep their day structured and if anyone is listening to this that played with me they might laugh as it is because I, I did forget some things from time to time um so but I think it's a special experience if you can be a student athlete and and Loris you know what probably three quarters of the whole school or maybe even more is um student athletes so you get a lot to bond with people know what you're going through uh, you see the same people I remember you know, eating breakfast, early practice, there's the track team, track table, the wrestling team over at their table. So like everyone's going through the grind themselves. Uh, and there's a lot of people that can totally understand if you're just bummed one day or you look exhausted or, you know, a, a similar experience. Right. So now how did your experience at Loris, you know, help set you up for your future afterwards? What was life like after Loris for you? Um, it, I, it was fun. I went to Orlando, Florida, and I took an internship with Orlando Magic. Um, that year, they actually went to the finals. So in 2009, I got to work every home game. and I've, They flew me out to LA to, to the finals. I got to invite one of my college roommates to come see a finals game in Orlando. Um, I had a blast. Then they had the lockout. Uh, the players, the, the strike was the next year after. So I, unfortunately, I didn't get to have that trajectory of intern to working with the team, but I ended up working at Disney for a little while. I had fun there too. So all in all, I was in Florida for about four years, um, moved home, took up a job as a mortgage broker, uh, and, you know, kind of the rest is history. I met my wife, but um, Loris, you know, playing basketball in general, I think, sets, instills a lot of uh, sort of values or, or um, what else can I say, a work ethic, like, and especially in college, when you play a sport, there's a lot of sacrifices you have to make, and there's a lot of mental blocks you have to get past. Um, and it's almost easier in college, because You've got a lot of people to rely on. You kind of know where everyone is. Everyone's got their role. Things are, things is a little easier, but it kind of helps you set up for life because once you get out of college, you know, you just got to figure it out yourself. You got to work hard, cross a lot of mental blocks, a lot of mental challenges. You get mentally tough. And I think playing basketball at Loris that, you know, was a huge part of, um, you know, how you can, make it in this world after college, after basketball. Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier too that, you know, being inducted into the Hall of Fame is something that you're deeply humbled by and extremely honored. What does 
it mean to you, you know, to have this all come together and, you know, continue to celebrate your achievements even after you've graduated? What is this moment like for you? It kind of validates the feelings you get while you're in it. Like, you know, you get a lot of pats on the back. Like, you know, you guys are doing a lot of firsts and you know it's a special time. Um, but to, to be celebrated for those achievements and those experiences 10 years later, well, 12 years later, um, it kind of validates like those feelings you had when you were going through it. You know, it was a real special time. Um, the school acknowledges it. Whoever votes for these things acknowledges it. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely humbling. Grateful for the opportunity. And um, I made a lot of great friends at Loris. I still to this day have them. Um, we're in group chats, we hang out. Uh, and I and the men's basketball team, I have so many great memories. I still talk and play with a lot of the team, teammates that I played with. Um, and, and my coaches, Chad, Coach Chad and Coach Greg, I, I still talk with uh, Coach Greg, like we just had today. So, you know, I had a lot of lifetime friends and acquaintances. Um, and I wouldn't have changed it for the world. I had a blast. And thanks again for uh, sitting down here with me. Thank you, Kyle, so much for taking the time to share your story and your Loris experience. And again, uh, congratulations on your achievements and your induction to the Hall of Fame. You have a lot to be proud of. Thanks again for having me. Uh, go do Hawks. Go do Hawks. And I also want to give a shout out to Trent Hanselman and Robert Waterbury in Institutional Marketing for their production work to help make this podcast series a reality for our inductees and Duhawk fans. For all of your Duhawk athletic news, visit us online at duhawks.com or follow along on social media by searching Loris College Athletics on Facebook and at Loris Athletics on Twitter. We look forward to the day we can all enjoy Duhawk sports in person and together, but for now, stay safe, take care, and go Duhawk.